0: Welcome to the City Light Podcast. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us as a church, you can always check us out online at citylightchurch.com. Today, we're continuing our series called Relationship Goals. There's a lot more that goes into a healthy relationship than what shows up on social media. In this series, we'll be setting some real relationship goals together. Thank you for spending time with us today, and we hope you enjoy the message from the series Relationship Goals. We're in week three of our series called Relationship Goals. If you are with us the last few weeks, this is a series that we do every single year where we talk about relationships because relationships are important. Most of us are in relationships, whether you're married or you have a friend somewhere or you're a human being, you have a relationship with somebody and it's important to talk about it because... I believe that our relationships can get messed up a lot of times, and in our first week, if you missed it, we talked about, we made some promises to our spouse, and to our, our friendships in our relationships, we talked about the prior, or the promise that I'm going, to, I'm going to prioritize my life, I'm going to keep God first, that's an important priority to have, I'm going to keep my spouse second, and then all my other relationships are going to flow out of that, we talked about the priority of pursuit, that sometimes we got to continue to pursue ourselves, Spouse, even after we have them, that the pursuit doesn't stop just because you said some vows at a wedding one day. You gotta keep pursuing. We talked about the promise of partnership, that this isn't the, the a thing that you do on your own, that we're we're just like two ships passing in the night, that we're gonna do life together. And then we talked about this whole promise of priority or purity, meaning that we are going to not hide from each other, we're gonna confide in each other, that everything is open in our relationship, and that is so important. And last week, I got a chance to sit down and watch my beautiful wife get up here and share, and man, she hit a home run, and everyone said, I should probably just go back to kids' ministry and do something there. And just let her speak all the time and and so and I'm okay with that so she did a great job and just so proud of my wife and talked about this whole idea of making promises to ourselves and that it's so important to get healthy spiritually and and to focus in on understanding again that our every relationship if we're not if we're not complete in Christ that we're going to look at all of our other external relationships as an attempt to complete us and we've learned through God's word and through scripture that that nobody and on this planet was ever designed to complete you, that is a myth, that is a Disney fairy tale, you know, uh, you know all these lo- uh, romantic comedy movies, like all these things, like, and a- actually Jesus is the only one designed to complete you, and when you're complete in Christ, and you're healthy, and know who God's called you to be, then you're not there looking for someone else to complete you, but you're there to be a blessing to other people, and my wife did such an awesome job last week, and I-, I love taking a break to sit down and take some notes, and get some pictures and like man that's my wife come on somebody I just love that and so but today we're, we're, we're doing another promise that I think is so important in relationships because I don't know about you but it seems like that in all of our relationships whether they're they're good or bad married unmarried kids spouse you know you know your your, your friendships at work that there's moments in our relationships where people can start to bug us. Come on, somebody, like like we're all human. Somebody can get on your nerves. Somebody can drive you crazy. I mean, if you live with somebody for a few years and you're married, all of a sudden, you get thrown into a house and you're married for 16 years, like fights are are bound to happen. And so one of the things I wanna talk about today, I wanna make the promise that hopefully we can all make in this place today that that if we're gonna ever fight in a relationship, If we're ever going to have an argument, a disagreement, that we're going to promise to fight fair. Because I think a lot of times in life, people don't know how to fight fair. Fights are inevitable. They, they happen because why? We're all human. We all make mistakes. We, we get on each other's nerves. But if we're going to fight, we're not going to fight cheap. We're not going to fight in, in an unhealthy way. We're going to fight in a healthy way to bring resolution. A lot of times what happens is couples will fight for, for victory, but they won't fight for Resolution. They'll fight because I want to be right. I want to be heard. I, it's my way or the highway. And I believe that that's really not a fair way to fight. That when we are in a fight, when we do have a disagreement, that we should fight in a way that's fair. I love in a boxing match, before the two fighters ever fight, they bring them both together to the center of the ring, and the ref goes over some ground rules and they say, okay, you know, hey, you know, keep it a clean fight. You know, watch, watch the low blows, like watch the rabbit punches. All right, come out, protect yourself, all right, go. And it's like a lot of times in fighting and when you're in a relationship that it can easily go to, some low blows that can hurt each other and my hope and my prayer is that as we learn to grow and as we learn to be in our relationships that we don't hurt the person that we love we don't hurt that friendship we don't hurt people but we actually have a a disagreement a fight in a healthy way I got some verses for you today so men I got a verse for you first where's my men at today come on men give me a grunt or a scratch or something come on (laughs) Proverbs 27, 15 says this. It says, a quarrelsome wife is like a dripping of a leaky roof in a rainstorm. And all the men said, no, don't say amen right now. Don't say amen. You'll you'll regret that later. Don't say that. Ladies, I got a verse for you. Where's my ladies at? Come on, ladies. Okay, ladies, this is your verse. It's better to have severe hemorrhoids than to live with a husband who is a jerk. That, that's found in 2nd Jason 2.12 in the PJV version of the Bible. Um, if you're new, that's not a translation. That's, that's not a book of the Bible. I just made that. It should be in the Bible. How many of y'all ladies think that should be in the Bible? Come on, ladies. That should be in the Bible. There's some verses maybe we should be there. Oh, man, there's some great verses. I don't know, how many of you ever got into a fight with somebody, maybe your spouse or a friend or something, and when you look back over it, you're like, man, that was really stupid. Like, what were we arguing about? That was stupid. I remember my first year of marriage with my beautiful wife, Nicole, which we've been married 16 years. And my first, come on, that's she, clap for her, not for me. Clap for her. She's put up with me and and I remember our first year of marriage I had this great idea I was coming home from work and I said I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna stop at the store and I'm gonna pick up a, a dozen red roses for my beautiful bride. It's not her birthday. It's not our anniversary. It's just because I'm awesome and I'm gonna stop and get her some flowers and so I pull into the store, grab her a dozen red roses and I'm like husband of the year. Come on like she's not expecting this like this is I'm awesome this is great and so I remember pulling in the the, the, the driveway getting into the house and I'm like cat behind my back the flowers she's like what do you got back there I'm like boom here you go babe I love you you're amazing she's like what's this for I'm like just because I was thinking about you I love you you're on my mind all the time you're just this amazing woman and I'm so honored to be married to you I got you some flowers here you go and she's like oh my god I can't believe it it's not my birthday it's nothing you just got me flowers this is great I'm like it is great I am awesome this is great get a vase out of the cupboard let's put these suckers on the table so anybody that comes over will see these beautiful flowers and how awesome of a husband I am and and so we get a vase out, you know, and she puts them in the center of our dining room table. And I'm like, man, husband of the year, forget about it. These guys don't got nothing on me. You know, I got this thing down. We're not going to fight ever. This is a, our marriage is perfect. And then I remember the next day I came home from work. I came home, flowers sitting there. I'm like, still awesome. I'm still awesome husband. Here we go. And then the second day I came home from work, the flowers were, were gone. And I was like, babe, hey, honey, Where are that, where's that beautiful bouquet of roses that I got for you that were on the center of the table? Like, where, where did they go? Did you find a better place in the house to display them? I mean, like, did you, did you put them somewhere else so more people could see how great I am as a husband? Like, where did they go? And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. I, I Actually, I, I took them out, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hang, they're hanging upside down in the closet drying out. And I said, what, 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 what are they, what, why, why are they, in? are we in a fight and I didn't know about it like now, is this like something you're trying to tell me, like what's, like am I going to be in the closet hanging upside, like what's going on, like, like what, what, what is going on right now, and she goes, oh honey, I'm, I'm going to make potpourri out of them, so I got to dry them out, I'm like. Potpourri? Like, 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 are you serious right now? Like, you're making potpourri out of our of these beautiful flowers that I bought for you? Like, who does this? Like, are you serious right now? And she's like, Yeah, I thought it'd be nice. And I'm like, it's not nice. It's not nice at all. Like, they should be out on display for everybody to see how great I am as a husband. What are you doing? And we began to get into a fight over flowers that she decided to to dry out and make potpourri from and like when you're in a fight like I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this but then you go to bed and like like you like you don't even want to touch that other person like you can't even let your big toe touch that person in the bed you're like oh my gosh get away from my toe like you can't touch me right now like we're in a fight this is not good like you potpourri whatever and 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 looking back on it I'm like man 16 years you know, like, wow, I can't believe that was a big deal in the moment. I can't believe that I, I fought over that I can't believe it. and actually it went about five years probably till I ever bought her flowers again because I was like talk about talk about having issues with a grudge like I need some help. pray for your pastor like that's 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 an old me by the way and uh, and I'm like, wow, I'm like like, like what's some stupid stuff that we can we can fight over like I don't know about you, but Sometimes we can look back on our life and say, wow, the way I fought, the way that we fought, what we fought about, how I fought, it was really, it was really not really smart. It was actually pretty stupid. And then at the same time, we can say some things in our fighting that really are low blows, are really hurtful, are really not fighting fair. Because here's the deal, like I said, like, like we're going to fight in relationships. It's inevitable. We're human beings. But it's important that we learn how to fight fair and not leave lasting scars on somebody that you truly, truly love with all of your heart. In scripture, I love this verse. It says in James chapter 1, it says, Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God Desires, and I want you to look at that verse for a second and think, because I believe with all of my heart that in those two verses it is a, is a pattern, is a is a formula of how to fight fair. If you're going to fight, if we're going to do this thing, we're, this I believe it, we can break this down right now, and we can teach us how to fight fair. So if you're taking notes today, I'd love for you to write, jot a few things down and and throw them in your phone and whatever, you take notes. But number one, I think it's so important that we, when you're in a fight, how to fight fair, we stop and we listen carefully. Like when you're in a fight, I know that's not the first thing you want to do, but you stop and listen carefully. James, again, it says everyone should be quick to listen, quick to listen. What do we do though? We're quick to speak we're quick to argue, we're quick to defend ourselves, we're quick to, you point out why that other person's wrong and why we are right, we're quick to do those things. And I don't know about you, but, but that's my, one of my struggles. I'm not preaching up here today saying that I got it all together and I'm perfect. I'm, I'm preaching with us today. I'm listening to myself right now because it's like, wow, I can be so quick to, to spew something, defend myself when I need to be slow to listen. I need to be slow to hear the other opinion, the other side of the story. I, I, I can't be so quick to judge in the moment, but I think that's what we do a lot of time. And when we are quick to speak, ...and not quick to listen, I think what happens is we miss understanding that other person. We miss the understanding that comes from their point of view and what they're thinking and what's going through with them. And and don't miss the simplicity of this, that when we stop and we listen uh, and we think and carefully process what's happening... it, ...it can save our marriages and our relationships. I love what Proverbs 18 says. It says this, it says, fools find no pleasure in understanding but delight in airing their own opinion man I've been a fool I've been a fool where I was like, I I don't care about air understanding where you're coming from I just want to air my opinion in the matter I want you to hear what I have to say I want to defend my position I'm not understanding you I'm I'm just airing my own opinion and the scripture says that no that's foolish That when we're quick to speak, quick to defend, quick to argue, we're actually being foolish because we're missing a moment where we can actually understand that other person, understand where they're coming from, understand what they're walking through, understanding their point of view in that in that moment or in that fight. So when we're in a fight, it's important that we take a moment and say, "Okay, uh, I need to be quick. I I need to be quick to listen." I think in our world today it's really hard to do that because everything is quick to, to, to be distracted, quick to speak, quick to like not even be focused. Like our cell phones and TVs and whatever else we got, you know. It's easy to be in a conversation with somebody and be doing this the whole time and not really even focusing in on what that other person is saying. One of the things I've tried to do, and I'm not perfect at it, but what I've learned is that if it, to, to live that verse out right there, to be quick to listen is what I have to do is I have to obviously put down any distractions, and I need need to repeat back to my spouse, my wife, what she says, because it shows her that I am listening, and then it validates her in the sense that I'm actually hearing her, and I'm, I'm, I'm validating her opinion on this. So I'll say something like, so what you're saying is, and I'll repeat back what she's saying to me. It shows her that I am listening, that I am not just sitting there ready to spew my opinion on the matter. But I, I, what I'm saying is, okay, what you're saying is I'm, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you in this moment. And then, I'll, and then what I said earlier is like you, then you validate that person by saying, okay, so what you're saying is this. And when I do this, it makes you feel Whatever, it makes you feel angry, it makes you feel you know, unloving, it makes you, it makes you feel whatever. It's important to say, okay, I hear what you're saying and I understand how it's making you feel in this moment, I think when we're quick to listen, all of a sudden we can begin to hear the other person, understand them, and validate them what they're actually walking through. And when we do that in a fight, man, it's, 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 that's how you begin to fight fair. You're not just there defending yourself, defending, airing my opinion, but I'm hearing you and I'm validating your concern of what you are going through. we got to stop and listen, but number two, if you're taking notes, I think it's important then to, to guard your words. Guard your words. words are so, so important. James says this. It says, everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak. Slow to speak. Again, I struggle with this. I'm quick to speak. I'm, a lot of you maybe can identify with that. We're quick to say something. But look what Proverbs says. I love this New Living Translation version. It says, watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut. I mean, I think it should be yo. Take out the u r. Keep your mouth shut, and you will stay out of trouble. I'm going to print that verse out and put it in my son's room, I think. I think i will help bless my kid. Like, listen, buddy, I love you. Just keep your mouth shut. You'll stay out of trouble. He has the gift of words and getting in trouble. But anyway, some of us have that trouble too. We have that gift too where it's like, you know what, I, I just need to learn. There's moments where I just got to keep my mouth shut. I, I got to keep my mouth shut and just listen. Be slow. To speak. What I found out in my life is that whenever you're in a fight, whenever you're in an argument, especially with your spouse, there's two questions that you should be thinking about as they're talking. You should obviously be listening, obviously validate them. But you should be thinking about, okay, what I'm about to say, should I really say this? Do I really, should I really say this? Like if you're thinking about saying something and you want to give a, a, a comment, a low blow, a, a critique in that moment, you got to think, should I really be saying this? And then number two, you need to think about, should I be saying, does this need to be said right now? Does this need to be said right at this moment? So the first one, like I said, should I say this? There's moments that, that we're going to say something that we got to ask ourselves, is it worth it? If I say this right now and I give them a comment, if I, if I say whatever that it may be hurtful, am I going to regret this later? Am I going to hurt my spouse who I love, who I cherish, who I stood at an altar many years ago and made a vow to? Am I... Do I really want to say, is this going to leave a lasting scar emotionally in the person I love? Should I really say this? And then, like I said, do I need to say this right now? Because let's be honest, there's some things that need to be said. There's tough uh, conversations that we need to have with people. We need to actually, you know, voice our opinion. We need to come at them and say, okay, here, here's what I'm going through. But a lot of times in a fight, should it be said right now do I need to bring up everything that I'm thinking about right now in this fight or should I just keep the issue the issue and in my opinion you keep the issue the issue you work for resolution in on that issue and and in a time of peace bring up the other things that need to be said and need to be talked about. I, I believe with all my heart that that is an important way to, 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 to fight fair in those moments because it's easy to, when you're in an argument, you're heated, you're getting upset, you wanna bring up everything that you're struggling with, everything that annoys you, everything that, and it just begins to pile on. But when you're in those times of peace, it actually gives you a, a moment where that other person is actually not defensive, They're not, their guard's not up, but they'll hear you, and maybe you can have a, a conversation that leads to resolution. I believe with all my heart, too, that whenever you and we have a tough conversation with somebody, it's important to uh, talk about something first that's positive in that person's life. Like I think it's, sometimes we do ourselves disservice when we come at somebody and we just start with the negative. And it's like, oh my goodness, like you're just rolling up in here in my office today or I'm just sitting here doing the dishes and all of a sudden, boom, you're giving me all these negative things that you just despise about me or upset about me or mad at me and all of a sudden that's a great way again to get the walls up. But if you come at somebody and you actually uh, speak life to them, if it's your spouse and you're telling them something that you cherish about them, you love about them. I love it when you, when you hang out with the kids and when you tuck the kids in a bed or it can be something random that you care and cherish about that other person and then bring up the thing that, hey, honey, we need to talk about something. Something's been bothering me. I, just, I need to talk to you about it. You're going to get a much better return on the investment because you have made positive deposits into that person before you ever take a withdrawal. I just believe that's an important concept to have whenever we are, are, are going to guard our words. We have to, we have to make a positive uh, deposit into that person's life. So how do we guard our, our, our words? Let me give you some what I call rules to the fight. Like, like I said, the boxer comes in, you know, they, here's some rules, you know, watch your low blows. Well, if you're taking notes, let me give you some things that we need to guard our words with. Number one, never, never call names. When you're in a fight, never call somebody a name. You're so stupid. Oh, you're such an idiot. Like, like When you call names, you're never going to get anywhere when we call somebody a name that hurts them. Number two, if you're taking notes, never raise your voice. This is one that I've struggled with. For whatever reason, we think, if I get louder, I'm going to get heard more. Look at me. And it's like, no, actually, it just causes the escalation in the argument to go even further. Stay calm. When you're in an argument, when you're in a fight with your spouse, stay calm, don't raise your voice. I know it's hard, but don't do it. Number three, never get historical. Not hysterical, but historical. Meaning, don't bring up every single issue in your life that you're mad at that person, how they've hurt you in that moment. Don't bring them all up in that moment. Keep the issue the issue. Because what happens a lot of times is we'll bring up issues from from, from 10 years ago. And I'll, what, you're still dealing with that? Like, are you serious right now? Like, you left your underwear on the floor 10 years ago and I'm still picking it up today. It's like, man, oh my goodness. Like, Like, keep the issue the issue. Don't get historical. But if you're struggling with something that that you're dealing with where you're hurt, that person's hurt you, I think it's important to go to them. I think it's important to talk about pain that you've had. But also I believe that we need to go to God and ask that we would release unforgiveness and not carry around unforgiveness. Let Christ do a work inside of us where we freely forgive. Scripture talks about that. Those who have hurt us and those who have done some crazy things to us. The best definition I've ever heard of forgiveness is this, that when I say I forgive you, it means I'm never going to bring it up again. That's true forgiveness. I'm never going to bring it up again because I forgive you. That's true forgiveness, so don't get historical. But number four, never say never, and never say always. Never say never, never say always, because we're just being dramatic then. You never take me out on a date. You always say that. You always, like, no, never? Like, we've never gone on a date? Like, never, like, never? Like, like we, you, I always say this? Like, that's the only thing I ever, say? always? Like, like we, we, we get crazy when we say things like that, but it's not true. We're, we're, just, getting, we're just getting dramatic in that moment. And so never say never, never say always. And then number six, this is my favorite one. Never quote your pastor when you're in a fight. Never do it. Leave me out of it, all right? Leave me out of it. Leave me out of it. And, and to be serious, though, if you want a good way to, especially ladies, if you, wanna, if you want your man to never come back to church, just quote me in a fight. Seriously. Because all of a sudden, they'll be like, forget that. I, I don't, I, you know, They'll begin to judge my life my relationship what's going on here on their life and they'll say i can't live up to that standard i'm out of here listen i'm not perfect we're struggling at times we make it at times we do great things at times we have arguments at times listen but when you're in an argument keep god's word the central part and focus in on yourself not just on the other person what is god speaking to me on what do i need to do and let god do a work inside of you. But number three, if you're taking notes, last one, how do we fight fair? How do we fight fair? Well, number three, we handle anger the right way. We got to handle anger the right way. I love what James 1 says everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. I love us Slow to become angry. I feel like we live in a world right now where anger is like the first thing that people jump to is anger anger it's just anger is ready to to spew out all over people it's anger but scripture says no, no no we should be slow to become angry Ephesians even talks about this it says listen in your anger don't sin so so I love this because it shows us that anger is not a sin it's what we do with our anger that can lead to sin so you can get angry at times. That happens. That's a human emotion that comes. But it's what we do with our anger that can lead us down to sinful choices. It says, "Listen, in your anger, don't sin. Don't and do not let the sun go down while you are still angry." And for some of us in this room today, if you just got that principle today out of anything else. I'm not going to let the sun go down on my anger. It will revolutionize and change your marriage and other relationships. Verse 27, well, why don't we do this? Well, it says, and do not give the devil a foothold. Do not give the devil a foothold. Here's what I want you to think about, is that every time that we go to bed angry at our spouse and it's unresolved and angry and we're mad at that, that person. Every time we go to bed that way that, that we are giving the devil a foothold into our marriage. Every time. So, let me, so if you think about it, a person who does rock climbing and when they climb a mountain or something like that, they have these things called holds where, you know, they can get their hand in or their foot in. And a hold is, is actually just a firm and a sturdy place that they can rest on, they can put their weight on, that they can, they can go to the next place on. They, it's a place that's stern, or firm and sturdy. And I was thinking about, wow, like uh, imagine having the enemy. Uh, having a foothold into your marriage, a firm place that he can stand, that he can, he can go and, and do some, some crazy things inside of your marriage. Imagine that that's what happens when we go to bed angry at our spouse with unresolved issues, just mad at the world. Like, think of it that serious. I think the Apostle Paul uses such dramatic language because it's really important for us to realize that anger... When going to bed and let unresolved things can really cause problems in our marriages. I was thinking about, too, that a lot of times as a pastor, I'll talk to couples who are going through some really strong marital problems and, and they got an issue that they're fighting through and arguing about. But that issue is never truly the, where it started. It started probably years ago, a long time ago. Was, was something small that really just was unresolved. Something where maybe they said, I'm angry, I'm mad, and I'm not going to resolve it. We're going to bed tonight and whatever. We're just going to wake up tomorrow and eventually we'll get through it. Eventually, you know what, we'll be fine. And, 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 and yes, you're, you're fine in a, in a sense, but we still left an unresolved foothold for the enemy to stand in our marriage. And all of, over time, that, that foothold gets bigger and bigger and bigger till eventually they're in an office like mine or in a counseling office, or they're in a lawyer's office saying, "I can't do this anymore." Uh, they drive me crazy, where we're arguing all the time, we just we're not in love, we're just, we're just, we're, we're just we need to separate. But it's nothing that happened in that moment. It's something that really probably happened years ago where they refused to say, I'm not gonna let the enemy have a foothold in my marriage. Like my wife and I, there's many times where we'll have an argument and something's going on and it's getting late and we have a rule no serious talk past ten o'clock because past ten o'clock you just say crazy things like you're tired you just say things that don't make any sense and you're like I don't know I'm tired you know and uh so we have a rule you know no nothing crazy past ten o'clock but what we do is when there's an argument or something going on we look at each other like I love you she says I love you too and said Liz I know that this issue's not solved but I'm not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. We're good we're just, we're just working through this right now. And so we're not going to bed, angry. I'm not ma- angry, I'm not mad at you. We're just going to bed with something that we need how to work on tomorrow. And it may take another day, who knows, but we're going to work through it. We're going to keep going forward and, and, and we're not sleeping in separate beds. No, we're, we're going to get through it together because I'm going to handle anger the right way. Hang on the right way. I love what Romans twelve says this says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I love that. I love that because here's the deal. The enemy wants to have a foothold into your marriage, into your relationships. He's the one that wants to destroy your marriage. He's the one that wants you to be to fight to, for victory, not for resolution. He's the one that wants you to be separate. He's the one that wants you to use criticism and complaining and low blows and hurt that other person. He's the one that wants to ultimately destroy your marriage. And so we've made the decision, and hopefully you will too today, is that I'm not going to fight dirty, I'm going to fight fair, and I'm going to not overcome evil with evil, but I'm gonna come overcome evil by doing good. So I'm gonna, instead of getting there and, and he had an argument with my spouse, instead of getting angry at them and getting mad and just yelling at them, and I, I wanna speak life over them. I'm gonna do something different. I'm gonna change my perspective and I'm gonna talk about how much I love them, how I see God doing something in their life. I'm gonna do something even crazy. In the middle of the fight, we're gonna grab hands and we're gonna pray over each other. We're gonna pray in the moment that God would be right there. Help us in this fight. Help us in this argument. And guess what? It's really hard to fight with somebody when you're holding hands and praying to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's just really hard to fight. And when you're praying and saying, God, help us in that moment, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit comes and begins to quench the fire that's burning inside of you and actually brings healing and restoration into your marriage and into your relationships. Like I'm not just going to sit here and just, just do evil to the person that I love. And i'm gonna overcome evil by doing good i'm gonna i'm gonna speak life in that situation i'm gonna ask god to do a work inside of my marriage and let, and i'm gonna i'm not gonna let the enemy have a foothold in my marriage and i believe with all my heart that when we live that way and fight that way that you'll find more resolution you'll find less conflict i mean this conflict's gonna come but you're gonna find less fighting for victory you're gonna find actually unity in the middle of your of your marriage, because I believe that God's called us to live a life.